Okay, okay. Welcome to the Harland Highway podcast, where we we usually you know deal in the industry of comedy and laughing, but but uh, you know a fair fair warning here. Uh, I, I you know I got off on a little rant. I was going to talk about uh, some terrorist activity that just recently happened again. And I thought I'd be about 10 minutes, and I ended up rambling for the whole podcast. So if you don't want to hear kind of a heavy kind of, you know, commentary on the state of the world, the state of terrorism, the the state of society and people and religion and all that, this might not be the podcast for you. I'm just giving you, uh, you know, a fair warning. And then uh, you might listen to it and be glad you did, or you might listen to it and be annoyed that you did. But I, I apologize that it isn't the, the regular comedy podcast, but uh, I guess I was just affected by the horror of the latest round of, of you know terrorist attacks that I've seen. So I'm leaving it up to you to listen to, and I promise, 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 next podcast we get right back to being silly and having a lot of fun and, and making you laugh. All right? So thanks for indulging me. And uh, here we go. This is the Harland Highway. Where am I? What is this? Some kind of a joke or something? Welcome to the Harland Highway. What you talking about, Willis? Son, you got a panty on your head. Shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Oh, God, what's happening here? Hey, Harland, it's Shelly. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. That is fantastic. What's wrong with everybody in this crazy place? The Harland Highway. (gasps) What is it? The opening. To what? To another dimension. This is Harland Williams. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man. That is fantastic. Oh my, oh my, oh my. Oh, heavy heart, heavy heart. You, you, you ever have one of those instances where you predicted something, you 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 were right, you said something was going to happen and you were you're right. Oh, I don't even want to talk about this, but I have to because it just happened, okay? Now, sometimes I I pre-record my shows, so, you know, let's say this is a Monday show. Well, it could be Thursday of last week or Friday when I'm doing it. And in this case, it's last Thursday. You're listening to it on Monday, but I'm recording it on the Thursday before this Monday. Okay? Because sometimes I need to, uh, just with my schedule, I pre-tape or whatever... And so because this is so fresh, I have to talk about it. This just happened within the last two hours. And I'm talking about the horrific killing in Nice, France, where it's so fresh they haven't even determined if it's ISIS or a terrorist yet, but I'm willing to go out on a limb here and say that it is. And regardless, even if it isn't a terrorist... Uh, almost a hundred people are dead. They were mowed down by an 18 wheeler truck. I mean, just savage and sad and horrible and part of the world we live in today. But where I was right is my last podcast. If you want to go back and listen to it towards the end, I did a rant. I did a little rant about, you know, how things are changing, how, 
how I'm tired of politicians and world leaders and and law enforcement and the military saying how they're going to clean up after a terrorist act has occurred that they're going to they're going to they're going to put all the pieces together and figure it out and, and my contention was we don't care anymore there's too many of them it's too late we don't care about the after the fact bullshit that doesn't bring the dead people back and so at the beginning of this podcast, I'm, I'm going to get this off my chest. It's a little bit heavy, but then we'll get into the fun stuff. So if you want to fast forward to something more light, you can. If you want to stay with me on this, you can. But where I was right, and I, I, I don't like it that I'm right, is that last, last podcast I said to kind of prove my point that things are out of control and that we can't keep up with the death and the slaughter and the terrorism. I said in the last podcast that... Within 24 hours of you listening to my last podcast, there will already have been another big event where dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of innocent people were, were killed, either from, from terrorism or a, a maniac or a racist or a psychotic on a shooting spree. I said within 24 hours, it'll happen, and it has. It wasn't even 24 it wasn't even 24 hours since I posted Thursday, last Thursday's podcast. It's like, it's like 12, 15 hours, and it's already happened. And it just hurts, man. It hurts, and I know you, you guys listening are probably hurting. And you're probably confused, and you're scared, and, and, and you're starting to hit that, that boiling point that I'm at. Where, you know, for the last few years, even after 9-11, you could kind of process these sporadic events of violence and, and mass annihilation. You, you could kind of like jigsaw it together and go, okay, the odds of it touching me or it's here, it's there, it's really, it's really spotty, it's really patchy. It's part of the growing world, it's, it's part of the, the, the growing unrest. But as long as it's just here and there, I, th- I think I can manage it psychologically and physically. And the odds of it, uh, the odds of me being involved in anything like that physically are probably small. But if you're like me, you're probably starting to see the world shrinking. You're probably starting to sense the world of terrorism is inching closer to your door, to your home. And I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm not trying to you know, creep anyone out, but, but it's, it's real. I figure if I'm feeling this way, other people are feeling this way. And I've actually talked to a few friends who are feeling this way where this whole, you know, a guy driving down the street and crushing people, a guy bursting into a disco and shooting people, a guy at a movie theater, shooting people, a guy breaking into a a nightclub with a band playing and shooting people, a, a guy, you know, the list. Guys flying airplanes into office buildings. It's not so far removed anymore. You know, the layers where we used to think, you know, it wouldn't touch us or our family members or our relatives seemed very minute. And I think with the escalation of all these horrible events, that wall of safety and security between us and them 
being the bad guys, is shrinking. And it's, it's, it's really scary. And this may sound insensitive, but I'm going to say it. Standing around after the fact and lighting candles and putting stuffed teddy bears down and, and sticking cards and pictures to a fence and putting flowers and standing around and holding hands and holding up signs that we are strong, we will not submit, we are not afraid, it ain't enough anymore, gang. That, that stuff is that stuff is old news. That stuff don't work no more. That stuff for people that live in a flowery world that think that there's a rainbow coming at the end of every terrorist attack. It ain't. And I hate to say this, but we ain't that strong anymore because this crap is infiltrating our society, our communities. The small towns, the big cities, North America, South America, Europe, Russia, China, everywhere. This cancer is spreading. And standing around in the land of Kumbaya ain't cutting it anymore. Picking up the pieces after the fact and gluing together the investigation to find out what caused it. That, that ain't the world we live in anymore. We need to stop this stuff before it starts, man. It's like when you know a hurricane's coming and you live in the hurricane belt, what do you do? You pull down the hurricane shutters. You, you go to the hardware store and you buy plywood and you, you drill it over your windows. You secure your home. You prepare for the incoming you prepare for the storm, you you resist, you fight back. You try to preserve the sanctuary of your home, of your family, of your community. You don't stand in the front lawn and watch the funnel cloud forming and light candles and hold up teddy bears and put flowers on the grass and sing kumbaya and hope the tornado doesn't suck you off the ground and propel you 300 miles through the air and you slam into the side of a barn and splatter like a dragonfly on a windshield. You fight back with everything you got. You try and preserve what you got. You try and keep your family safe. You try and keep your loved ones protected. And so there needs to be a huge shift. A huge shift in gears now. You know, we have to be proactive now instead of reactive. Enough of this after-the-fact stuff. It's nice. It's sentimental. It's, it sends a message. It sends a message that we care about the ones that got killed. We, we love them. We are unified in, in trying to be peaceful and, and standing together as a human race. But that stuff don't get you a hill of beans after the fact, after your family and friends have been run over by a maniac in an 18-wheeler vehicle. And he's got 90 other friends lined up down the street waiting to do the same thing. And so I hate it that I'm right. I'm hated, I hate it that I predicted within 24 hours. And you know what? I, fuck, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to predict within 24 hours of this podcast there's going to be another thing where people die. How does that sit with you, gang? 
Are you scared? Are you angry? Are you mad? You should be all three. You should be more. The world's changing and it's happening quicker and quicker. And we got to we got to we got to climb out of the stone age that we're in where we think we can just let this stuff happen and and politicians say, "Well, if we change what we do, they win." So we're going to goodness will always defeat evil and we stay the course and by not bowing into their terror, we show them that we'll always be strong and blah, 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 blah. That stuff doesn't save lives anymore, man. You know what, politicians? Start handing out the fucking bulletproof vests. I'd rather have a bulletproof vest and an evacuation plan than your, your flowery words of wisdom. Oh, your flowery words of wisdom and your noble chin sticking out talking about what a great society we are and blah, 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 blah. That ain't stopping anything anymore, man. It's time to get real. It's time to start figuring this out. And I know I threw around things in the last podcast about implanting people with chips so we can separate the good from the bad and the do, do, we, do we incarcerate and maybe even uh, eliminate people with bad intentions, people with a record or, a, or a, an interest in bad things? I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. And here's the part that, that I don't even want to say, but, you know, I have to say it. Because it seems like, you know, people aren't really saying it. And it's scary to say it and it sounds bad, but it's not bad. It's just reality. You know, all this stuff is coming from one group of people, from one religion. It's it's coming from a demented radical part of that religion, the Muslim religion. It's not fine, everyday, upstanding Muslims that are causing the problem, but it is coming from that religion, a a perverted, demented interpretation of that religion, the Muslim religion. And I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. I don't see the Muslim people, the good Muslim people, in an outrage, jumping up and down, being super proactive to try and eliminate it. Maybe it's happening, but I don't know that I'm seeing it. And if it is happening, I'm not seeing enough of it. And the reason I'm saying this is because sooner or later, and I'm saying this to the Muslim people to, 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 to help them, because humans by nature get into a pack mentality and human and, uh, humans are, are delicate and fragile and and can get frightened and, and, and like any living mammal, become protective and defensive. And, and sooner or later, people will just start affiliating Muslim terrorists, radical Islam, with Islam. They're going to start tapering it and, and they're going to attach to the point where it's just going to be Muslim, 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 Muslim. And it ain't right. It ain't, it ain't the way it should be. But I think if I'm talking human psychology, that's the way 
it's going to start to lean as this progresses and becomes more and more and more. And so what I'm saying is, holy smokes, the Muslim population has to get radically, radically involved and proactive and, and, and somehow find a way to reach out to the people within their faith that have gone sour, that have gone around the bend. I know it's not their responsibility. I know it's not the good Muslims people's, you know, they didn't, they didn't create it. They didn't force these people into it. But because it's stemming from their religion, it, it, it seems like they have to dig deep and, and maybe doing, you know, it's almost like watching one of those shows with drug addicts, an intervention. It's like through love and kindness and, and the true speakings of, of the Islam religion, that they of all people might have to reach in and dig deeper and go farther to save and, and resurrect and transform the radical Islams because these radical Islam terrorists, as we know, are perverting the Islamic religion and people will start to just be scared of Islam across the board if it keeps happening. It doesn't matter who the good Islams are or the, the good Muslims are, or the bad Muslims, people across the board will start to define things by association. And that's scary for every other religion, and that's scary for the Muslims. But this is the way things go, man, and I'm this isn't a, a, a rant against Muslims. This is me trying to say, hey, guys, you better wake up. You better tune in. You bet you know this. This is coming from the Muslim world. You got you guys might have to work extra hard and extra deep above the rest of us to reach out to your own kind. Not that radical Muslim is your own kind, but reach out to the part of of the Muslim faith that has gone around the bend in a bad way, and it might be up to you. You might be the only ones that can bring them back. And I say this because I don't think radical Muslims have any inclination to listen to Christians or Jews or Hindus or or anybody. And the, the whole reason for this rant is, is, is I think the, the Muslim population, the good Muslims, are the only ones that can reach in and, 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 and save and transform and turn the, the, the bad segment of this religion back around. And I pray that I pray that you can. I mean, I'm sure there's the thousands and millions of good intentioned people in other religions that are trying. But at the end of the day, if I'm being honest, I, I think it's Muslims will have to reach out. Good Muslims will have to reach out to bad Muslims and turn them around. It's like I said, the intervention where, where, where people are so far gone into drugs and heroin and booze and, and it takes a bigger force. It takes a professional intervention team to get in there and stop it and, and throw cold water on them and, and help them turn their lives around and give them help. And I just don't know if any other religion can do that. And the onus by default might be on, on the good sect of the Muslim society to, to have to do that. Because something's got to change, man. Or the, 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 like I said, the downside is if, if it doesn't change, then 
every other religion is going to start to feel suspicious or cast dispersions on on all Muslims. And that's I'm not that's not a racist statement. That's just common human psychology, I think. I believe that's that's a distinct possibility. I'm not saying it's the it's the only outcome, but I believe it could be a distinct possibility. And so it's it's kind of like a shout out to Muslims to and I, I I'm sure I'm not saying anything that the Muslim population doesn't already know. But it's a shout out to say, hey man, you got it. Maybe you got to do more. Whew. Yeah, because I you know I just man the, the all these people dying. It's killing me, man. It's 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 crushing. It's it's starting to be hard to turn on the news now. You know, you used to turn on the news and there'd be politics and entertainment and sports and there'd always be something bad. There's always something in the world going a little crazy. But now it's the, the news and the politics and the sports is getting interrupted every 23 hours because fucking 98 people were shot up at a museum or blown up in a hotel or... You know, it's it's strange because this this stuff I'm saying is is even scarier because it was it was prophesized. It it was you know it's in ancient writings that there will be holy wars. There were holy wars between Muslims and Christians, and and I think if I you know I'm not a, a biblical scholar, but I think from what I've heard and what I've seen, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. But I do believe that it's been prophesied that there will be holy wars between the Muslims and and the Christians and other religions. And I, I'm not sure if it's even in Revelations that that happens. I don't, I don't want to uh, I don't want to go too deep on it. But I, I know that somewhere in my head, I've heard all these these rumblings and and think bits and pieces I've picked up, and I. I don't want to say too much because I don't want to, you know, start all this jibber-jabber and then I don't know my facts. But I think I do know this much that I have I have in my head an, an enough uh, information that I've heard over the course of my life about holy wars. Where part of the holy war uh, doctrine is, is that for, for the infidels to be killed. And infidels are anyone who's not a Muslim or anyone who doesn't convert to Muslim. And you might go, oh, this is all just like biblical ooga-booga. This is all mythological, you know, uh, hearsay. This is all just, you know, goobly-gook. But geez, man, when you see all this stuff happening... You, you start to you start to wonder you start to go fuck did, did someone prophesize this stuff accurately because this is severely violent and severely uh dangerous and it it's it's at a it's at a toxic level it's it's you know no I, I take that back it's not even at a toxic level yet it's just beginning this phenomenon you know, even after 9-11, things got quiet for about 15 years. Now we're just at the beginning where, you know, this this stuff is becoming uh, daily. You know, and, and, and I'll close with this, but I saw I saw a commentator on the news just, just an hour ago saying, you know, he made this ridiculous statement like, 
Well, I think uh, I think these these radical outbursts are a sign that uh, we're winning, because uh, what's happening is uh, the uh, the American and the coalition's assault on uh, on the uh, on, on ISIS's territory is squeezing them. It's pinching them in, and so some of these rogue uh, lone soldiers of ISIS are are getting their shots in before ISIS is eliminated. As we as we back them against a wall out of their territory. Hey, hello, dipshit. There is no territory. There is no more territory. And he went on to say, well, we're pinching them out of their training grounds and the places where they where they 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 learn how to do all this stuff. Their their training ground is the internet. Their training ground is the guy, you know. In the, co- in the dark corner at Starbucks watching a video on how to put a bomb together. There's the, it's the guy in the corner figuring out, uh, you know, looking at Google Earth, figuring out his escape route for when he you know, bursts into the disco and shoots the shit out of everybody. There's no more training camps. The cat's out of the bag. Do you think, do you think the guy in Orlando went to training camp? No, he went and bought a bunch of... How, how much do you need to train to, to buy a few rifles, semi-automatic weapons, and kick in a door and start shooting human beings? That doesn't seem like it takes much training to me. Let's see. That involves uh, going to the store and picking up guns, getting in my car that's registered with the government, driving to the disco, walking through the front doors with a gun, and start to shoot. Does that sound like training to you? Does a guy driving down the road in an 18-wheeler running over families? Do you think that takes training? You know what the training is? You go to you go to the DMV and get your truck driver's license. There's your training. You can run over anything you want. Did it ever occur to you that the only thing separating cars and trucks on the road is a thin line of yellow paint? And the good, rational, upstanding citizens live and die every day because they stay on their side of a blotch of paint? You don't need much training to drive over the paint and go into oncoming traffic and ram someone and kill them in three seconds. So this whole notion that we're pinching off their training and that we're we're, 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 we're putting them into a hole. Do you, do you think the, the bombers of the Boston Marathon went to an ISIS training camp for five weeks? Well, I'm off, to, I'm off to training camp. When I come back, I'm going to blow up the marathon. Here I go. Now, these guys went on YouTube, figured out how to make a, made, make a couple of bombs out of a pot roast cooker and blew the fuck out of a marathon and, and killed a bunch of Americans. There's no more training. There's an ideology that, and an ideology is, is like a wisp of air. It blows through the sky. It's invisible. It's like a secret. It's like a whisper. It's like a breeze. And whoever wants to hear or feel or absorb the ideology to kill and murder and be a radical Islam or or be a racist, or be whatever you want to be, it's free. It's right there. You can do it anytime you want. And anything can be a weapon. It could be a truck. 
It could be a car. It could be a motorcycle. It could be box cutters. You could buy a sword. You could buy a gun. You could buy something that sprays. You could buy a spear gun for, for, for shooting a fish underwater. You could use a razor blade. If you want to do enough damage for a cause or in the name of something, it ain't hard. You can just go out and do it. <sighs> God. I know I'm ranting here, and I, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be political or religious or on the side of anyone, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out with these thoughts that may or may not be right. And again, this isn't a slam against Islam or Islamic people. This is a, this is a cry for is Islamic people and all people to, to come together to prevent and prepare and stop what, what's happening, man. And we can't, we, can't, we can't stop all this carnage once it's happened. We can't, we can't be putting the pieces together and doing it from behind. And th- th- there has to be an awakening, a new way of thinking. And I'm not talking about a racist way or a singling out way. I'm thinking of a way to try and tackle this as a human race where we, where, where we all work together. You know, I did say it's, it's a Muslim problem for the Muslims because this, this evil sect of the Muslim faith has emerged from their religion, but it's, it belongs to all of us, man. We all bleed, we all cry, we all, we all sit on the toilet. And it's just so sad to see that, that some people think that they're different. Somehow they're different than the rest of us. It's just a real tragedy, man. And so it's up to all of us to start figuring out a way. But, but most, most importantly, the onus is on those that we, we vote into power, those that we vote in to protect us, those that we vote in to, to be ahead of the curve. And I don't know who that is. I don't know if it's Hillary. I don't know if it's Trump. I don't know if it's Obama. I don't think it's any of them. I, th- I almost think we're entering into a new phase where we need, we need someone with a whole new enlightenment. A whole new, we need leaders with a whole new way of looking at things. It's almost, like, it's almost like you know you've been working at a factory for 30 years and everything runs efficiently and everything's uh, going along fine. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, the boss who's uh, 82 hires like a 29-year-old whippersnapper. And this guy comes in and in three days he, he rejiggers everything. And suddenly the whole system's different, but it's working better. It's more efficient. It's, 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 it's more cost productive. It's more everything. And the old guy goes, geez, why didn't I think of that? Well, you didn't think of it because you're the old guy and you come from a different time and a different place and different sensibilities. And, and now we live in an age of terror, which I hate to say. You know, Remember when America lived in an age of white loaves of bread and apple pie and milkshakes and malts? Fuck, oh, that's gone. Guess where we live now, gang? You probably don't even want to hear it. I'll say it again. We live in an age of terror. Holy God. 
people probably going, I don't want to hear this. I don't want to acknowledge this. Click. It just shut me off. I don't even want to say this stuff. But, you know, I, I watch TV and, you know, I, I, I see in the middle of watching some show a news bulletin comes in and I'm fine and dandy sitting on my couch eating my Chipotle and drinking an ice cold Coke. I'm doing great. And then all of a sudden a news bulletin comes across the screen and 80 human beings have been run down by a truck by some maniac in France. And somehow I'm doing okay eating my Chipotle and drinking my Coke, but they're crushed and dismembered and beheaded and mauled. They deserved better, man. They deserved they deserved to, to die when they were supposed to die. They, they don't deserve to die because someone else decided it was their time and he didn't like the way they lived. Very sad. Very, very sad. So I know this is like one of my heavier podcasts, you know, and I, I don't like doing them. I'm a comedy guy. I like I like making people laugh. That's that's what I feel is my contribution, my my healing, my my way to to take away the pain and the sting and make life lighter. But there's sometimes you stuff piles up and, and you know, there ain't there ain't a lot of light on that day. And this is one of those days where I'm just like, yeesh. And so, you know, I'm not going to apologize, but for those of you that are like feeling like, wow, this was a bit too heavy for me, you know, look, it's part of the Harland Highway experience. You know, 99.9% of my shows are goofy and funny and silly, but I got feelings too. I got, I got frustrations. I, I see things. And maybe what I'm saying, I'm I'm vo- I'm voicing things that you're you're struggling with, or or you're voicing inside your own heads. It's possible. And maybe you relate to this, or maybe you, maybe you're you're even you know have deeper thoughts than this. I don't know. But we're living in a world where these types of conversations are now being generated because of what's around us. So I, I close with the tide is turning. And although I don't sit here and say I have the answer on how to stop it, people that do have the answers, people that we elect to protect us, have to find the answers. The flowery speeches and the stuffed teddy bears and the candles are all nice, but they ain't going to keep us safe. You know, you look at Japan, man. You look what happened in Japan. You know, we got fucked with. And we had a president that said, you know what? It ends right now. Boom. Nuclear bombs started rock, rock, you know, dropping down from the sky. Boom, it ended real quick. And then you go, is, is that the next solution? But to tell you the truth, I feel like even if you drop the bombs, 
it, it wouldn't solve the problem. Because the ideology of radical Islam, of, of ISIS, it isn't a contained community. It, like I said, it's like a bad breeze that's blowing across the planet and, and landing in the hearts and minds and souls of disenchanted people or disillusioned people or people that believe they're enlightened or people that believe they're, they're superior or people that, that believe they're driven or have a, a religious obligation or a spiritual obligation to commit these acts. And so I don't even think a, a nuclear, a nuclear uh, annihilation would stop this can of worms that's, being, that's been opened. And that's kind of why I go back to my ridiculous notion about as the world expands and good and evil becomes more and more polarized and dramatic, do we need to start implanting chips? Do we need to start monitoring every human being to a degree that we give up some of our freedoms in order to separate the bad from the good? We're right at the beginning. Like I said, we are at the beginning. This, this, all this stuff isn't that old, man. And if we're at the beginning, imagine what it's going to be when we start climbing the ladder and it starts getting worse. Yikes. So there you go. I'm going to leave it right there. You're probably exhausted. You're probably like, oh, fuck enough, dude. I want to drop a nuclear bomb on you, dude. Shut it. <laughs> but, you know. I guess you could say I was I'm, I'm I'm upset. I had an emotional reaction and my heart is broken for those poor people, for all the people that have died recently and then I'm I'm emoting, I'm I'm releasing, I'm I'm letting out my frustration, I'm sharing, I'm trying to find an answer, I'm trying to uh, speak out. You might have some thought some thoughts, you might agree, disagree. I don't know. Again, let me just say nothing that I said is right or wrong. I'm not trying to be Mr. I have the answers. And maybe uh, some of what I say is just ridiculous and stupid. I you know, I'm not I'm not a scholar, I'm not a sociologist. I'm just shooting from the hip. And uh laying it out there the way it it strikes me, you know? Uh, but if you want to share any of your thoughts on this this grim topic, God, and I, I do apologize for not bringing the laughter. I, I hope you'll, I hope you'll, uh, you know, forgive me. But three two three seven three nine forty three thirty three two three seven three nine forty three thirty. Uh, I thought I was going to rant for 10 minutes, and I'm looking at my timeline here, and it's like we're at 40 minutes, and I used up the whole show. Ugh. I, I, I feel bad. I feel I'm mad at myself for, for doing that. But uh, you know what? As I said, 99% of 99.9% of my podcasts are just funny and silly, and I, I'm just... I'm just looking at my phone as we talk because, uh, you know, a headline just came on my cell phone. And uh, it's kind of indicative of what I was just referring to. And it, it kind of maybe makes me a little bit mad. Let's see if I can find it here. 
Well, this is interesting. Now I'm now I'm reading that the truck in France not only ran over people, but it was loaded with arms and grenades. So this guy was getting ready to do uh, a lot more damage than uh, than he got away with, and they usually do. I mean, look, the, the reality is these guys, these terrorists, if, if they could walk down the street all day just unloading bullets and killing everyone they saw and nobody tried to stop them, I think they would. They'd just keep shooting and shooting and probably shoot until they got tired or hungry and wanted to take a break for lunch and then finish their meal and keep walking and shooting and killing and shooting. So there you go. I'm going to leave it right there. I guess what I saw was, uh, you know, a little headline that popped up, and now I'm having trouble finding it. But uh, it said, President Obama, you know, denounces denounces uh violence in uh in in France and yeah okay great you denounced it wow ooh thanks what you know gee big, big mystery there gee, you, you denounced uh, 80 people getting run over by a truck oh wow that's that should help until it happens again tomorrow those denouncements really, uh, what, the rest of us aren't going to denounce it? The rest of us are like, hmm, I was kind of mixed on that whole uh, truck runner over guy, but now that the president's denounced it, I guess it is pretty bad. Ugh, maybe it's hitting me too, because I was just there, uh, I was in France, uh, just down the coast, just to the west of Nice. Nice is the city where this happened. Uh, I was in Cannes where they do the the film festival, the Cannes Film Festival, which is, you know, just down the coast from Nice. And they're almost sister cities. They they, they look very much the same. They're right on the shore uh, of the uh, of the ocean. Of I think it's the Mediterranean, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they have very similar, uh, they have a big public boardwalk right on the shore of the ocean. And then beside that, they have a, a road that goes down through, uh, you know, all kinds of shops and fancy hotels. It's it's quite stunning and beautiful, and people congregate there and collect and and walk and enjoy a leisurely uh, stroll by the sea. And I was just there. I mean, I was sitting in that environment. You know, I would sit there for hours and just people watch. People walking their dogs and men and women laughing and kids roller skating and People playing volleyball on the beach and jumping in the water and teenagers drinking beers and smoking cigarettes. I sat there for days and was was immersed in 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 this environment and and now to have this flashback of a, a fucker in a truck just mindlessly violently running people down and crushing them and ugh, it's crazy, man. So there we go. Let's move forward and and hope we figure out ways to put a cap on this stuff and change the hearts and minds of the bad people and and set this world right again. Because right now it's it's off its axis, man. It's it's tilting in a bad direction. Uh, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but uh, we need we need. 
responsible, intelligent people at the helm manning the ship that can course correct and uh, get us back on track. I'll leave it right there. As I said, 323-739-4330 if you want to comment. And next podcast, I promise we will get back to the goofy silliness. Uh, You can also write me at harlandwilliams.com. Just look for the contact link. And uh, I will be pleased to read your letters, good or bad. Don't hold back. I appreciate uh, all the input. And, uh, you know, we always uh, we, we play some of the, uh, the voice messages on the show. We read some of the letters on the show. And uh, there you go. Um, also, uh, if you're a premium member, uh, I do have some fun stuff coming up tomorrow. I did a special stand-up show where I just kind of went off the books. And it's kind of a funny premium show. I actually stole another comedian's routine and went up on stage with it. So if you want to hear that, join our premium membership. It's only $20 a year. Uh, get the app at uh, at your app store on your phone. Just type in the Harland Highway or the Harland Highway podcast and uh, enjoy being a premium member. That's it for now. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed today's commentary. And until next time, Chicken chow mein, baby.